the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. We are excited that you have tuned in to one of the fastest growing Christian radio shows on Christian radio here in San Diego. Um, so without further ado, today we have an incredible man of God who's been used by God powerfully. He's the director of Teen Challenge here in San Diego. But I don't want you to leave after the interview. We Make sure you stick around for the latter part of the show as we uh, go into Luke 15 and we talk about the prodigal son. But uh, today, thank you, Herlindo, for being here with us. You are awesome. Can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Thank you, Pastor Adam, for uh, inviting me to come and share my testimony and also about our ministry. Um, I came into Teen Challenge uh, when I was 35 years old. Wow. And Wait, wait, wait. How old are you now? I am 68. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, so I was 35 years old, and I found myself homeless, strung out on heroin and cocaine, and living in my own neighborhood, homeless. And after serving seven years in prison, off and on, and seeking help in many different ways, I finally surrendered my life to the Lord. And I remember that my mom would always tell me, Mijo, yo estoy orando por ti. Son, I am praying for you. Amen. And un día, someday, you're going to change. And she would tell me that with a big old smile on her face. And uh, I would tell her, how can you say that, Mom? And she would say, because I'm praying for you. Amen. And so November 25th of 1990, my mom and dad, little sister, drove me to the Teen Challenge Ranch that we have up in Kern County. I walked in there, and the only thing that I had to my name was the clothes that I was wearing. Wow. And for some reason, I was still holding on to the syringe in my back pocket. Oh, my goodness. Wrapped up in a dirty, blood-stained blue bandana that I had in my back pocket. I remember that day I took it out of my back pocket, and I gave it to my mom. And I remember her crying. My little sister was crying. My dad was outside. Um, and I know her prayers were answered that day. Amen. And there were tears of joy. I remember walking outside and giving my dad a hug. I hadn't hugged my dad in years. Wow. And I uh, I gave him a hug, and he whispered something in my ear. He said, mijo, tú lo puedes hacer. Son, you can do it. Wow. And I know, looking back now, that those were the words of the Lord speaking to my heart, mm. telling me, you can do it. Pow. So I walked in, and uh, I remember some of our first chapel services that I attended. 
didn't know how to pray, but I walked up to the chapel, walked in and to the altar, kneeled down, and I remember crying out to the Lord. And my prayer was, help me, Lord, I want to change. Amen. Help me, I want to change. And that was my prayer. And I remember breaking down and just crying, tears, and I I remember that somebody touched me one day when I was at the altar, and I believe that that was the hand of the Lord. I don't know who that person was, wow. but I know how I felt when I felt that touch, and I experience a love that I had never experienced before. I remember that day I was crying. And the more I cried, the more I wanted to cry. Wow. And the better I felt each and every time. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. So I went on to complete the whole one-year program, did a four-month apprenticeship, and then I went on to the one-year ministry institute that we have in Los Angeles. And I came on staff here in San Diego in uh, June of 1993. In 95, I met my wife, and we've been married now. We're getting ready to celebrate. Uh, we'll be celebrating 20, 28 years. Amen. Yes. Woohoo! That's awesome. What a, an amazing testimony you have. You know, I, I know that you're the director of Teen Challenge, and, and you guys are, are, are doing some awesome things, especially you. You know, I, I love you. I respect you. Um, you had something with your liver. Can you tell us uh, oh, yes. what happened and, and how God delivered you and healed you? Well, because of my drug abuse over the years, uh, I developed hepatitis C and it developed into uh, tumors and then it developed into liver cancer. Wow. And so I was uh, able to get a liver transplant uh, seven years ago. And I remember through the time when I was going through the process of getting on the liver transplant list, I remember meeting with all these different doctors and appointments and medical exams. And my wife and I, we committed that every time we would go to one of these uh, interviews, the appointments, that we would ask the doctor, how can I pray for you? Amen. And we would walk in with the joy of the Lord. Amen. Because I, I used to tell our students at Teen Challenge, you know what? If the Lord's ready to take me home, I'm ready to go home. Amen. But if he wants to keep me here a little bit longer, that's okay. Amen. But we committed that we were going to walk into those offices with the joy of the Lord, and we were going to ask the uh, doctors, how can we pray for you? And they had never been asked that before. Wow. But I had an opportunity to pray with them. And they also had an opportunity to tell me how that that uh, they would give me their prayer request. Also, wow, wow! So you were healed. Um, God did an incredible work with you. Um, I've known you probably a, a little bit after you got your transplant. I yes. believe, and I started taking men down there, and and sometimes I take crazy guys, but <laughs> <laughs> that lose their minds, and you know, but. You always take them, and that's always been a blessing to me and to those that have successfully completed the program. So let me ask you a question. What are the requirements? Uh, if somebody's listening right now and thinking, you know, my life is messed up, because there's a lot of people that are listening right now, pastors, from pastors to people on the streets. What would be the requirements of of for them entering into Teen Challenge? The desire to come in and want to change. That's what we ask. And that you make the commitment, a verbal commitment that you want to complete the whole one-year residential program. 
Amen. At any time, if you ever decide that you, this is not for me, uh, I want to look for something else, quite all right. It's strictly a voluntary ministry where you can come in and surrender your life to the Lord. Amen. And that's the key, I believe, as you surrender your life to the Lord, that he will make a change in your heart. That's awesome. You know, I took a guy down there one time that um, as I am, he's fully not his form. And then um, you asked uh, your staff to ask me that you wanted to talk to me. And I came in and we were talking. When I came out, I said, hey, where's he at? They said, man, as soon as we kind of told him a little about the room, he sprinted out of here like a full <laughs> sprint. Oh, my goodness. So say somebody comes to the program. How long are they? Because I know it's a two-phase program. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what's required of them when they come to the program and then what happens after they finish that first phase of the program? Yes. Well, they stay with us here in San Diego three to four months, and then they're transferred to the facility up in Riverside. We're what we call an induction center. And the only thing we require is for them to get a picture ID, social security card. If for some reason they don't have one, we will help them wow. to get that. And so we've uh, had uh, a student just come in uh, yesterday that had no kind of ID all the way from... Uh, Ohio. Ohio. And he was in the military, found himself homeless, and there was some uh, group of men that do some outreach to one of the local churches, and they brought him to us, and uh, we're going to help him get his uh, identification, and we're going to help him to uh, uh, have a brand new start in life. And you know what? It's God that is making these changes. In this Amen. Person. We're a facility. We have uh, 54 beds here in San Diego, and uh, there's room. There's room right There's now. room at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys sometimes have been really packed and have still taken some people in, and and that's uh that's incredible. So once they leave your place, they go to this induction center, and it's famously called the castle. Correct. Can can you give us a little history about this place? This was built back in the 1930s, I believe it was, by a wealthy man that built the castle. This was a replica of one that's in Spain right now. And uh, he wanted to build it for his wife. Wow. And uh, it's actually a historical site. And if you Google Benedict Castle, you will see the uh, location. And that's where we send our men. It's about 20, it sits in about 20, 20 acres. And they're able to hold over about 150 men there. Wow. So when they get out of there, they're ready and they can continue if they if they feel they need the need to continue to grow. But there are times when you guys will actually tell them, hey, we, we recommend that you continue to stay. Sure. And what we offer after the one year, we offer a four-month apprenticeship that they can come and stay with us and work with the men, work with the staff. And then once they complete the four months, we'll give them a $1,000 scholarship. Wow. On top of that, if they want to continue on with the ministry, we also offer a, uh, we have a, a Teen Challenge Ministry Institute in Los Angeles that will offer also a staff training and also offer missions training, pastoral training, yes. That's fantastic. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we are interviewing this incredible man, Herlindo Salinas, who is the director of Team Challenge here in San Diego, who was also 
started off as a student in Kern County and now is the director. So this has been his life. And it's it's awesome to hear these things from you, Herlindo. So how does it feel to to have been here so many years? And and I know you see a lot of fruit, a lot of fruit that Teen Challenge produces. But how does that feel? Do you ever run across people that, I guess it's a two-part question. Do you ever run across people that are grateful because of what you did for them and what the program actually accomplished in their lives? Oh, sure. I run into them all the time. They'll stop by the office and haven't seen them in years, and they just stop by to say thank you for what you did in my life. You had an impact in my life. And you know what? What I do, I do it for the glory of the Lord. For me to go in the mornings, it's not a job, but it's something that I desire Something that I enjoy doing, wow. and I didn't. I, I get paid for it, so, so that's, a that's great. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I've been. I'll be coming up this June. Will be thirty years that I've been with the ministry as a staff years. member. Wow. Yeah, but this November twenty fifth will be twenty. It will be thirty three years since I walked into the doors of Teen Challenge. Wow! Wow! Those are. You know, my mom and dad went on to be with the Lord already, but they had the opportunity to see me a totally different person. Some of the best quality time that I was able to spend with my dad is just sitting in the front porch, sipping on some lemonade. Sometimes yeah. we wouldn't say anything, but just the presence of each other. And then also my mom having the opportunity to see me a totally different person. Amen. Sitting down, enjoying uh, conversations, sipping on some coffee, and uh, just having a great time. Amen. So we've, we've been blessed at our church, at the cross, here in Oceanside by some of the students that have actually gone through Teen Challenge, and we really see the difference in their life. Uh, you know, one that pops up to our mind, of course, is Paul Marin and his wife, yes. Melissa Marin. And, you know, they were actually, uh, Paul was a pastor at our church, and they planted a church in, um, here in Riverside. Yes, and yes. And at the, it's called At the Cross Riverside. So they've been, to, or At the Cross Marietta, and they've been pretty awesome. Um, let me ask you a, a, another question. I know that you have some stuff coming up, and because obviously this is funded by the people. Correct. Strictly um, privately funded. Private. By individuals that have seen the results and believe in what we're doing. Amen. So what are some of the things that you have coming up? And we'll get back to that point, because I want to make sure that those that are listening know that they can be part of this. So what are some of the things that are coming up where you guys – uh, or the program raises money uh, for it to still stay afloat and to be a blessing to our community. Well, we have a number of fundraising events that we do throughout the year. Our next one is going to be coming up on June the 19th, and it's our golf tournament that we're going to be having, and it's uh, Rancho Bernardo Country Club. Uh, you're interested, you can go to SDTC or... Uh, yes, SDTC Golf, SDTCGolf.com, and find some more information regarding that. And then also in September, what we do is we have a 5K walk, and that's a Liberty Station. And uh, also we'll be having more information on our on our website. Our website for Southern California Teen Challenge is teenchallenge.org, teenchallenge.org. Can you repeat that one more time so that? People yes, our there. website for Southern California Teen Challenge is teenchallenge.org. Amen. So what about a phone number? What if they wanted 
to get a hold of you because you're actually the director. So what if somebody wants to talk to you and says, hey, I'm really interested. I have a million dollars to give you. Really. <laughs> <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> but it's yes, they do our phone number is Erico 619-265-0337. And you can just ask for Herlindo Salinas. Amen. Here's what's really amazing about that. You know, when I said that, it might have sounded like I said it in jest, but um, here in uh, in San Diego, when uh, Miles McPherson started his church, someone pulls up and says, what is this? It's, it's a church. We want to change the community around. Because they have. The whole community is it used to be really bad, and, you know, they've had an influence. And the guy says, well, who's directly in charge? I said, Miles, is he here? They said, yeah. He says, let me talk to him. And the guy just happened and said, well, let me go get him. Because you imagine if he wouldn't have. But but he did. And when Miles came down, he asked Miles what his his vision was. And he tells him his vision. And the guy says, well, I want to donate. He goes, sure, you can donate. And so he pulls out his checkbook. He writes a check. And he gives it to him. And, and Miles is like looking at it saying, whoa, man, you don't even know me, brother. You know how Miles <laughs> talks. And he looked at it. And he says, I think you put too many zeros on this. It was a check for a million dollars. Wow. So, wow. I mean, there's people out there that, yes. that support this, especially when you're taking people off the streets, people that are strung up, people that are having marital problems, that are cheating on their wives. Whatever may be happening, you guys are willing to take them. You guys have an open heart. And that's all. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what happens in September? You're saying you're going to celebrate 60 years. And we're having a celebration uh, this coming uh, July. We'll be having a uh, big uh, banquet in Los Angeles. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's going to be in Riverside. Uh, this coming year, This we're celebrating 60 years. Of, of the whole Teen Challenge. Of the whole Teen Challenges. It was established here in Southern California. Southern California. Yes. And here in San Diego, just to before I forget, you know what? Uh, we celebrated 25 years here in San Diego at the location where we're at right now, and we have seen well over over 6,000 students that have walked in through our front doors. Wow. Did you yes. say 6,000? 6, 6, wow. Yes. So here's something amazing, because we also have police officers that I know of that listen to the show um, sometimes. Um, what can a police officer do if, if the guy didn't commit a crime or he wants – because, you know, there's – Good police sure. officers sometimes that say, hey, man, let me help you. And I've seen that. In, in Oceanside, they have a, a team that goes out. And um, But what can a police officer do if they decide, hey, could they take somebody to Teen Challenge? Sure. We, if the police officer wants to give the guy a break, bring him to our front doors. Amen. Bring him to our front doors 24-7. We have people that are awake staying as our night watch people and they'll give them the information but you know what we've had that happen before wow we had a good friend of mine he just happened to be my my best man uh in my wedding and he used to work for the san diego pd and there was times when he would uh run into somebody that he felt would wanted to give him an opportunity to change his life around and drove him right to our front door amen that that's amazing because you do have good-hearted police officers that can look at something. This is so minor. It's not with and you. we also work closely with the uh, pro department and also with the courts. We have people right now that uh, the courts have given them an opportunity to come into our program. So a parole officer could actually call you. Yes. 
and and say, hey, I have this person. Can we bring them there? Yes. Instead of taking them to jail. Yes. Yes. We want to give them another opportunity instead of violating them. Uh, they did something wrong for their on their parole. Bring them to our center. Wow. Yeah. Because they will, they'll be held accountable. They'll be held accountable. 24-hour supervision. <laughs> <laughs> so if they take off, you'll call the pro officer. Oh, yes. Yeah, let well, them know. And, and we let the guys know. Look, we're giving you an opportunity. Parole agents give you an opportunity. So take advantage of it. Amen. Yes. Amen. So what are some of the memorable men that you can remember that have been impacted by the show and and uh, or by the program, excuse me, and that are now successful? Well, there's been a number of people. For example, let me give you, uh, I came on staff here in San Diego in 1993. And the very first person that I had on my caseload uh, has been with the ministry also. And he is now the uh, director of uh, our alumni ministry. What's his name? And his name is Mike Conway. If you're Uh listening, Mike, Okay, give you a shout-out, buddy. <laughs> hey, man, I like Mike. And then also, another good friend of mine, we went through the program together. His name is Walt Collis, and uh, he uh, is now a pastor in El Centro. Wow. Grace Community Church. Grace Community Church. Yes. So you've produced some incredible people. And that's only a few. There's many other ones. that I- yeah, go okay. ahead. The director also from our Teen Challenge Ministry in Riverside is also came through San Diego. And then also the uh, director of the Teen Challenge Ministry Institute came through San Diego. And there's been others. Uh, we've had some people that have been professional uh, athletes that have also come through our program. Wow. You said the director of the uh, Institute? Uh, Minist- Teen Challenge Ministry Institute, and that is in Los Angeles. Oh, the one that's like the college. Correct. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. And also, we offer that online. Online as well? Teen Challenge Ministry Institute online. So would you have to have gone through the program in order to, to enroll in the in that college that you have? or? Yes, yes. Uh, also, uh, if a person has been uh, serving in a local church and wants to continue in further studies, he is also able to go and participate. He be uh, there's an application that needs to uh, fill out, and also he can take he can take the uh, ministry institute online and do it online himself. Sure. So, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because we're winding down. Um, what would you say um, to a pastor who they're mega churches maybe and, and have excessive money and um, what would you say to them and 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 get to make the value of team challenge for them uh, become a rich thing where they because there's ministries that want to give. What would you say to the pastor that's listening right now? If you have anybody in your congregation that needs help, please direct them our way. Also, if you're in the San Diego area, we would love to give you a tour of our facility and give you a better understanding of what we do. Also, what we are starting now also is what we call new life expansion. And that's so we're going to be also doing prevention and intervention in some of the local schools. Of course, our residential programs. And what we also starting to do is a non-residential recovery groups. 
and we can train anybody in your church to be able to facilitate those groups. And also what we're doing is new life community homes. So these will be transitional homes where a person gets into, uh, they graduate into our, from our program, they'll be able to attend those, uh, um, be able to be a resident in one of those homes. So what you're saying now is that you can complete the program and they can get housed somewhere? Sure, correct. Really? Yeah. It's, we call them our transitional homes. They're, uh, uh, they would be like a re-entry home. Okay. Also, before I forget, Pastor, we are uh, in the process of establishing establishing a women's center with children here in San Diego. So continue to keep that up in your prayers, please. Amen. Amen. So we have two minutes. You want to give our audience a, a word of encouragement, uh, someone that may be hurting, someone that has lost a loved one to drugs or to homelessness. Um, can you offer them a word of encouragement? Yes, my mom told me, son, I'm, I know you're going to change someday. So if you have a loved one, one, I want to encourage you to continue to intercede and pray for them, and God does miracles. Also, if you yourself is struggling with any kind of addiction, please give us a call. And nobody is beyond the reach of the Lord. What number is that? Our phone number is area code 619 Two six five zero three three seven. Can you please repeat that again? Yeah, our number is area code six one nine two six five zero three three seven. Also, I do want to mention that we do have a prayer hotline twenty four seven. Wow! Prayer hotline twenty four seven eight 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 five two zero zero six two zero. One more time for that one. That one's important. Eight eight eight. Five two zero zero six two zero. Amen. Prayer hotline twenty four seven. Give us a call. Wow, that's amazing, Herlindo. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You were a blessing. Please, I want you to stay around so this latter part you can close us in prayer when we're done. We love you guys. Thank you. Please reach out to Herlindo Salinas, the director of Teen Challenge, and stay tuned. We'll be right back. God bless you. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Woohoo! Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. You just heard an incredible, incredible 
testimony and interview with Herlindo Salinas of Teen Challenge. Make sure you reach out if you have a million dollars. He's waiting for your call or you're just hurting. <laughs> he's waiting for your call if you need prayer. But today's message, since we just finished the book of Malachi and we have a little break before we start our next book, we'll come out of Luke chapter 15 and we will be talking about the prodigal son. It's an amazing message. It's an amazing story. I actually, I'm of the mindset that this event actually happened and that God was just, um, Jesus, who is God, was just repeating it to those people so that they would understand the love of the Father, of God, sitting on his throne. And, and he does it through this little story that Jesus pro- portrays to them. But before we start the story, I want to remind you uh, what prodigal means. It's spending money or resources freely and recklessly, wastefully, extravagant, prodigal habits that die hard. But it also has this also connotation where having or giving something on a lavish scale, like the desert was crunchy and brown sugar and prodigal with whipped cream. So it could always it can also mean someone who 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 gives prodigally and uh, and does it in the right way, but a person who spends money in a reckless, extravagant way. And this is how it's used in context. He hated rich uh, prodigals who live useless, imprudent lives. And so as we start the story, it is amazing because it. It really focuses on the love of God, the love of a father, and he uses a man to give us this message so that we could actually comprehend it and understand it. It starts off like this. Luke 15, verse 11 says this, and he said, a certain man had two sons, two sons, very simple to understand and comprehend. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall into me and be divided unto them his living or his livelihood or what he had coming after the death of the father. So when he's asking the father to give, there's a lot in just that story because as we go, we will see how giving this father is and how I'm sure at that time he, he felt like his son wasn't really ready to go, but he needed to let him go and and find his life and do what he thought was best for him at that point. And see, God's like that because he's such a giving God that he gives to us extravagantly. So some of the commentators actually said that you could actually say that the father was a prodigal because prodigal also also means to give lavishly in a good way. But we use prodigal here as the, the father that went sideways when his son decided to give him. Actually, his son went sideways. But there's a there's a psalm, and it's Psalms 102 that to me reminds me of 
who the Father is and how good he is and what he does for those that that he loves. And it's Psalms 103, and the key for that in those verses are amazing. It's, it's 10 and 13, but the whole psalm is a messing, blessing, excuse me. And look what it says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget all of his benefits. And he's speaking about God, the psalmist says, and it's, it was written by and attributed to King David, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from desires, from, from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, its acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy to those that fear him. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. And as for man, his days are as grass as the flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children's. And this brings me back to verse 13 because that's the highlight. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear me. And this is the representation of the psalm. Is He's showing us the goodness of God and how he is this amazing Amazing father-like figure to all of us when we come to him. Now, not many days after the younger son had gathered all together, the father, of course, took care of him because he loved him. He didn't want to hold him against his will. And that's what God does. He doesn't hold you against your will. He shows you love. He pours out his goodness. It isn't God who walks away from our life. It's us. When we think we can do it on ourselves, and that's why a lot of us don't come to God because we're like, he's, he's, he's a grudging God. He's no good. I'll be tied down. But it, it's the opposite. He is a good God. He's a good God that blesses you and encourages you and gives you a future not to hurt you, but to bless you and to prosper you. And this is exactly the representation of what this little story is that has been given to us. When it's a parable, it'll usually tell you it's a parable, just like he does at the beginning of this story. We're going to read it, but right now let's continue in this story as we read it and are encouraged by its beauty and its wonder and, and how God deals with us. 
And as we continue the, the story, it says this. And not many days after the younger son had gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. With riotous living, he wasted his substance. Now, that's where we get the word prodigal from riotous living because it's a word that has been translated to mean prodigal. And that's why this story is known as the prodigal Son, but I believe that the message is to give you and I is how loving and how encouraging the Father is because He could have said, No, you need to stay here and work here until I think you're ready to go. He gave Him His walking papers and He blessed Him with everything. He allowed Him to, to take what He had believe was going to be his in the end anyways, because everything belonged to the sons. Now, as we read the story, it says this, and when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. He had wasted everything he had. He had no more belongings. Everything that the father had given him was gone. See, It's called the prodigal son because people and pastors and those behind the pulpit and those that witness to others usually use this story for those that have walked away from knowing God. But it has a double meaning because it could also bring those back that have never known the Lord and have never actually called out to him. It shows you the love of the Father, the Heavenly Father, the creator. And some of you may like that are thinking today, wait, what's he talking about? We've come from an apes. We've evolved. That's a straight lie. That's a lie that was conjured by the enemy of your soul, the devil himself. You know, in America now, people are now starting to believe more in the devil than they do in God, because you have all of these actors that will send signs and and actually even boldly tell you that they serve Satan and belong to these crazy like Illuminati and all these secret societies. So if they're telling you that there's a Satan, they must know that there's a God, that there's a God who loves you. And if again, if you find yourself right now broken and destitute and have no hope and and you don't know who to call on, you may be even considering calling out to Satan. But see, it's a lie. If you call out to him, he eventually takes everything that you have because his whole mindset is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his whole mindset. But the father is to take you back. This this man finds himself in a situation where there's nothing left. See, you may find yourself today in that place. And and you're like, nobody loves me. Nobody wants to take care of me. But you heard the testimony of the director of Teen Challenge who went out of his job, took his time. It's probably 35, 40 minutes to get her. And he's here today because he loves you. He wants to show you the love of the father. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you hope. You may find yourself there where there's nothing left. You spent everything. You've burned all your bridges. There's 
nothing left in your life. Nothing left. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. As we're going through this incredible message of the prodigal son who finds himself where there's nothing left. There's nothing in his life. There's nothing absolutely nobody or nothing that he could turn to now. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country and he sent him onto the fields to feed the swine. See, this man was probably Jewish because he left the country. At this point, he finds himself in a in this situation where he doesn't want to reach out to, to the father, to his father. Maybe you're there. You don't, your family, you've burnt your bridges. But listen, there's a loving father. Don't make the wrong choice like this guy did. Some of you turn to homelessness, to drugs, to pornography, to hide your shame. You're facing divorce because of what you've done. But you're making a wrong choice right now. Just like this man who went to feed the swine. And that was the lowest position he could ever take. He was a Jewish man who now is feeding swine. It was forbidden for Jews to eat swine because it was considered a dirty animal. Uh, Praise the Lord that you can now have your pork chops now because everything in prayer is sanctified. That's the beauty of it. But the story here represents a man who's lost, who doesn't want to turn to his father, doesn't want to turn to an all-knowing person that knows everything about him and takes the lowest of jobs. He would faint have filled his belly with the husk. He desired to just eat the husk. And that's probably what he was doing. He was eating the garbage that was that was left for the swine to eat. And no man gave on to him. No one, no one outside would say, hey, come to my house. Hey, that's a a crazy job that you have. I have something better for you. No one dared to do that at that point. And when he came to himself, he had a moment of clarity. He had a moment of clarity where he remembered something. Maybe you're there. You're having a moment of clarity. And this is what he said. How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish in hunger? My father is well off. My father is actually wealthy. I could go back to him. Listen, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That simply means that he owns everything. If you find yourself godless, lost, call on to the Father. This is your moment of clarity. Just like this prodigal, this wayward son had. And he tells himself, he even has enough bread to spare. And I perish with hunger. 
you may be homeless or you may know someone who is homeless, direct them to the Father. Direct them to the Father. And I will arise, says the man, and go to my Father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. See, he understood the Jewish law. He understood the Jewish custom. He knew that when you came fully repented, that there was someone there to take you. That's why when you begin Luke 15, it starts off incredibly with a story that hits home. It's beautiful. It makes sense. It says this, 15.1 says this, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and the sinners to hear him. All the publicans, all those that wrote, all those that were in charge of the law, and the Pharisees, the religious leaders, and the scribes, those that would write for them as well, murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. They were appalled at what the Father did. They were appalled that Jesus would dare do this. And he spake this parable unto them. This is We know this is a parable. This We know this is a story that Jesus is using to bring light to where they're at. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it? See, at this point, the rabbis are thinking within themselves because many of those rabbis that lived during the time of Jesus believed that God received the sinner who came to him the right way. That there was things that had to change the right way. But in this parable that we're reading, Jesus taught that, that God actively, actively is looking for the sinner, for that person who has walked away. He's the one that gives you a moment of clarity. He's the one that is searching you out. And this is what's amazing, that he actively seeks and he doesn't grudgingly receive the lost. Instead, he searches after them. And the beauty is that that God finds them more than the sinner finds God. More than the sinner finds God. See, as we continue to read in this story, it says, I say unto you, and well, let me read it. And when he cometh, he calleth together. Well, wait, wait, I can't not mess this story up. 15 forces, and, the, and what man of you, when he leaves the sheep and loses one, doesn't go after them, right? And leaves the 99 to find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulder rejoicing. See, when Jesus finds that lost person, he carries them. In Romans 5, 6, it says, for, we, for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. See, not only does he find you, but he heals you. He restores you. And then it says this, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. 
I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety-nine and just persons which need no repentance. Wow. What an amazing story. It's it's beautiful. But as we get back to the prodigal son and we read when he decides to go back, there must have been a repented heart in him. And I'm sure he got brought up like a good Jewish boy. And I'm sure he's rejoicing in that we have a forgiving God. Psalms, Psalms uh, 50 or 22 or 32, excuse me, because Psalms 53 portrays the same, same message when um, King David actually repented and, and wanted to wanted forgiveness for his sin. And it's, I'm sorry, I actually misquoted. It's, it's Psalms 51 where it says this, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of the tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. That is beautiful. Please read that the rest of that on your own time and go back and, and see what a man that has asked for forgiveness can accomplish once he gets to that place. And when he, when he gets to the Father, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. I am not no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put on him a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. See, there is a blessedness of being forgiven. And I want to make sure I read that to you. Psalms 32 says this, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Whose sin is covered. Blessed is a man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed all through my roaring all day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. Thy moisture is returned unto the drought of the summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee. In my iniquity have I, have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgression unto the Lord. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. He is a forgiving God. I also encourage you to go back and read Psalms 32 because we want to finish the rest of the story as the Father is so gracious when you come to him and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and it all that he and be merry. And be merry is what he is saying. For this my son was dead and is 
alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his father, his his eldest son was in the field and it came and drew nigh to the house and heard music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked, what these things meant? And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted cat because he hath received him safe and sound. It was a blessing that had just happened, and he, was, and he was angry and would not go in. Therefore he came his father out, and he entreated him. And he answered and said unto his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress at I any time thy commandments, and yet thou neverest gave me a kid that I might make merry. With my friends, he is, he is crushed because his father is being so good to this person. He doesn't understand why he could do that. See, what's amazing is this story also reveals the positively, positively of being in the father's house and failing to understand the Father's heart. You may be in church now. And when someone comes back, you need to be happy. But we may like, that stinking sinner doesn't belong here any longer. He sinned. Just like the son. He was jealous. He, he couldn't understand. But the Father says, but as soon as thy son was come, which was lost and devoured the living, you gave him lots and, and, and you killed the fatted calf. And he said unto him, son, thou art ever with me. And all that I have is thine. We need to just rejoice in what the Father has given us. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad for thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost in his fam. Some of you right now are thinking about it. Stop thinking about it and turn and believe that God can bless you. Bless you today. Brother Herlindo, the director of the Teen Challenge, will now close us in prayer. And may this have touched your heart. Yes, thank you. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this great opportunity that we have to just be able to come before your presence, Lord, knowing that we are in your presence. And thank you, Pastor Adam, for sharing the word with us and Lord, we know that you are one of mercy and grace, and we've experienced that. And we also have experienced your love, your unexplainable love, how you love each and every one of us, that no matter what we may be going through, what we have done, Lord, that you love us, that your word says that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you, Lord, that we have this great opportunity to be able to just surrender our lives to you. And we thank you, Lord, that you are always there for us, no matter what we have done. And I thank you, Lord, that we can come to you when we need you, when we are down and out, as you are there to hear our voice. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 One more time. How can they get a hold of you? 619 719 8215. That's my cell phone, so you got it. <laughs> he blessed you today. We love you guys and know that there are people who love you, but more than that, God loves you. We'll see you next Sunday. We love you. Thank you for tuning in and share if you like what you heard today. 
Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.